Hi, I'm Courtney. <laughs> I was like, okay, you can sit down. Um, thank you for asking me to lead. And um, so I'm just going to give you a little backstory of um, how I came in here. Um, I grew up, I was um, constantly like going up and down in my weight. Um, you know, it was never, it didn't seem uh, different, you know, it didn't seem that odd. You know, my, my mom and my sister uh, were really tiny people, and I was not. And I just, so right away, like, there are pictures of me when I was, like, super young, and I'm in a bathing suit, and I'm just, like, holding in my stomach. And I was a gymnast, and I was always, like, bigger than some of the other girls, and um, it, it just, I was always self-conscious about it. And it never prevented me from doing anything, and it was just always, like, in the back of my mind, I was, like, aware of it. And, um, you know, as soon as I got to college, you know, we weren't allowed to have sugar in the house. We weren't allowed to, like, eat certain things. My mom was, like, healthy. And all that did was the minute I could get out of the house or, you know, it was like I would be at school and I would have hard-boiled eggs in my lunchbox. And I'd be like, this is so embarrassing, you know? Like, just give me your peanut butter and jelly. Like, I just didn't want to be different. And I remember saying something to my mom, and she was constantly, like, monitoring my food. Whereas my sister could eat whatever she wanted all the time. And, uh, and I remember at one point, like, asking her to put me on a diet. And that was the biggest mistake I ever did because she never stopped monitoring my food. Like, we'd be out to eat. She'd be like, you already had a piece of bread. And I'd be like, you know, like, and I'd eat, like, three more. But it was just this constant, like, feeling that I was different and that I wasn't good enough. And, um... You know, and then watching my mom get up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning and run, like, three miles, you know. Uh, so that's sort of, like, when I was younger. When I got to college, you know, I went to college, I gained, like, 20 pounds, came back, ate boxed food all summer, you know, lost weight, went back to school, gained more weight, came back, ate boxed food. Then I just continued to eat boxed food. I was really good, like, um, when I was on the diet. It was going off. You know, there was this good girl, bad girl. I was eating well or I was eating bad. Uh, but there was no um, gray area. There's no day to day. And I came in here. I was in New York to work. And on the plane on the way there, I was worried about what I was going to eat. And oh, just before that, like I had been a. Uh, we can talk about food. We can talk about. So I was a raw vegan for seven years. <laughs> and all that did was, no matter how thin I got or how like healthy I felt, I was obsessed with food. And did I get enough? And was there going to be something for me to eat? And then, of course, there was, like, always the conversation. Like, everybody always wanted to talk to you about it. And it just created all of this attention around it. And if you can do that, like, great. Like, I just could not do that and stay sane. And I came in here, and I was like, well, I'm not going to start eating meat. Like, I'm not going to start eating you know, and I, like, I just couldn't, my sponsor was like, just set aside everything you think you know, and I was really willing, and, um, you know, I, I, again, like, I've heard people say, no sugar, no flour, no this, no that, like, I mean, I could binge on cantaloupe, like, it didn't really matter what it was, I could just abuse it, and, you know, it's like the deal that, that I would make at the market, um, and I heard someone saying, meeting if uh, if there's a debate, when, if, there, if the debate starts, probably you shouldn't do it. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then I'd be in the market and I'd be like, this time I'm going to get the almond butter and not eat the whole thing by the time I get home. You know? And then every time, this time will be different. 
And then just constantly learning. And my father was so gentle. She was like, you know, every time you slip or every time you overeat or don't eat, she's like, it's just more information for you. You know, it's just you getting a better, a clearer understanding of what you can and cannot do. And in the literature, it's it's a program of rigorous honesty. Like, I can't tell you what you can eat sanely. Um... And only I know for sure whether I'm going to be thinking about what I had for breakfast at lunchtime. And, you know, my food is really boring. It's nothing, nothing sexy about it. I try not to eat anything I'm not thinking about after I eat it. I try not to eat any amount that I'm not thinking about. I just, it's just not fun. It's like, you know, that's what you eat every day. I'm like, it's just not, it's just, you know, I think that I ate, my food got really out of hand. I was so bored. And... I was bored of my life, I was lonely, and I just used food to distract me from my life. And I came in here and I was like, God, I better like get a life so I can distract myself from the food. And I did. <laughs> I got really busy. You know, I was convinced I was going to starve between breakfast and lunch, you know. And I love it when my sponsors are like, I can't go from lunch until dinner without eating. And I was like, I bet you can. <laughs> you know? And, um, but like mentally, like wrapping my head around it. And, you know, I always say like, food is the answer. Like it wasn't the problem. It was actually the answer because you take away my food and then I'm left with all the other stuff that's there. And that is when, uh, you know, the bottom sort of fell out for me. Um, and I also, you know, if you're new, I wish you the gift of desperation because I was not desperate when I came in and I was arrogant and smug and self-righteous and I didn't want to be here. And I just vowed to do whatever I was told to do because I wanted to leave. So I figured if I committed 100% and it didn't work or if it wasn't for me, at least I gave 100%. Um, because I'm still here. Uh, you know, and that goes back to, you know, the shower I took today is not going to keep me clean tomorrow. Like, every day I wake up a compulsive overeater. Every morning before breakfast, I have to get on my knees. Um, my sponsor, uh, she gave me all this work to do. And uh, so I wake up every morning and I say the first three steps. <clears throat> then I pray to have my narcissism removed. I was like, what? I was like, I'm not a narcissist. And, uh, but I did it anyway. And um, then she told me to email her my food, which was so humbling because I had no idea how often and how much uh, or how little I was eating on a day-to-day basis based on my spiritual condition or based on how things were going, if they were going my way or not. And, uh, and to call three people a day, which I really did not want to do. Um, now, I came through another program, so I was also like, I have done this before. Um, but again, like, food was the answer for me. So you take that away, I was just batshit crazy. Like, you know, I, it was like a raw nerve. And there are days where I'm like a raw nerve walking around. And it's like everything is nailed on a chalkboard. And like, I get why the food works. Like, it just kind of numbs the pain. It just takes the edge off just a little bit. I'm always going to go to food. Like, that's what I do. Like, that's my thing. Or people. Like, I definitely bottom out with people. And, uh, but if you, if I don't work the 12 steps, and if, you know, I got, uh, I heard that if you take away my food and you don't give me something to replace it with, I'm not going to stay out of the food. And, uh, you know, I just had this argument with somebody, it's one of my sponsees, which by the way, um, if you call your sponsor and you want what they have, I would suggest listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, 
because clearly what you're doing is not working. And um, and my favorite is like I remember like fighting with my sponsor and her finally saying, "Hi, go do best, go go back to doing what you're doing." And I was like, "Oh." Yeah, I should probably shut up. <laughs> um, you know, because I don't have to like her, and I don't have to like what she says, but listen to her and get off the phone and then do what I want to do. You know, um, and see how that works out. You know, and uh, again, you know, when I was new, I'd ask her what I should do. She would tell me I would go and do it, and then I got a little more uh, recovery, and then I'd ask her what I should do, and she'd tell me, and I'd be like. And I'd get off the phone, and it would turn up horribly. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, it was the same thing with the food. You know, I just had to bottom out on my way. And um, and really, you know, set aside everything I think I know to have a new experience. And I really thought uh, it was just a diet. Like, I couldn't wrap my brain, my brain around a food. I remember calling somebody and saying, what's the difference between, like, a food plan and a diet? And... You know, I, I just followed somebody else's diet for, like, six months. You know, I was like, some girl pulled me aside. She's like, I can help you. And I was like, all right. And she was thin and she was attractive. And I was like, all right, I'll do what she tells me to do. And I did that, but, you know, it can only last for so long because it's somebody else's plan. You know, it's what keeps somebody else sane, which didn't keep me sane. You know, it's like, you know, it goes back to the cantaloupe. Like, you know, I have people that can eat whatever they want, and I... I could, maybe, you know, and I could have a piece of chocolate cake one day and be totally fine about it, and the next day, to not stop thinking about it, you know, and it's not whether my weight is up or down, it's whether or not I'm thinking about it all day long, and, you know, it's not what I eat, it's whether or not I'm thinking about it after I eat it, and, um, you know, again, it, it goes back to what is my, it's about the food, it's not about the food. And it's a threefold disease. It is physical, spiritual, and emotional. And it's not just one. And, uh, you know, again, I had this conversation with one of my sponsors who was like, but at least the food is down. And I'm like, yeah, that's one part. And if you don't work the other part, like, you will be right back into the food. And the whole idea of narcissism, I just want to touch upon that because that was really hard for me to digest, is that, um, you know, it was all about me. It's a self-obsessed disease about what I'm eating and how much I'm eating and what do you think about I'm eating and how do I look and what do you think about how I look and what do I think you think about how I look and um, and I just couldn't get off the train and uh, I really want to go through these steps because to me that's where the recovery came oh and I also want to say I did call those two people then I would call three people that I knew wouldn't be there and <laughs> then slowly I wouldn't mind if you picked up but then I had to go in like two minutes and uh, and now it's like I am that girl that calls like six, seven people. Like I just call, and you know whether I get you or not. It's like my sponsor, my other program. She's like, you call me more than anybody else calls me, and I do. You know, it's just like and 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 I know that it's just a tool. So if I don't get anybody, like there's writing, there's you know I never come to see me because I actually listen to the podcast every day. I mean, don't want to get too far ahead. I'm already like so far back. And uh, but it's just a tool. Like, why not listen to it? Like when I'm in the car, I'm like, why not? It's like 20 minutes. Why wouldn't I do that? And you know, why wouldn't I go to a meeting every day if I could? You know, sometimes I can't because of work or whatever. But like, if I could, why wouldn't I? And um, so yeah. So um. So I do want to go through, where are 
sure it works. Okay. So admitting that I was powerless over food and that my life had become unmanageable. I mean, like I said, I was in New York. I was on, uh, on work. I was worried about what I was going to eat. There's a diner on every corner, by the way, in New York City. Like, it was not going to be a problem. There was going to be food. Um, and I was like, this, this can't, I was on the plane, and I'm like, this, this can't be right. Like, this can't be normal. And I went to my first meeting there, and, um, and I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped going yet. Um, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Um, let's put this way. I knew what I was doing wasn't working. I knew there had to be a better way. So, uh, whether the group was my higher power, whether, um, the ocean was my higher power, I knew something outside of my, something else, somebody else had to have the answer. Um, made a decision to turn my will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. So, made a decision. It doesn't say that I did turn my will and my life over. It just says that I made the decision. And to the care of God, as and just care, care of God. I was like, to the, you know, to the like, to the haunting, scary God that's going to like take away everything I want. That's ten minutes, right? Great. Um, you know, the care of God, like the idea that um, that, that God wants what's best for me. And I heard this, uh, I heard this on a podcast, this guy said, I think it was an alcoholic actually, he said, um, the thing about addiction is that you just don't get to live the life you were meant to live. And, oh, like, you know, when I put the food down, I got really big. And part of what I was doing here is that, like, I was afraid to go to parties. I was afraid to go to restaurants. I was afraid to show up for people for work. It was like, what size clothes am I going to wear? Did I feel okay? Could I be present? And, you know, the other thing is, is that then your life gets really big. And if you don't deal with, with the issues that brought you in in the first place, you're going to go right back to where you were because it's comfortable. So it's like my life would get big and then I'd be like new problems that I didn't know how to deal with, which is what made me eat in the first place. So it's like, again, if I don't keep working the program, like I'm not going to know how to deal with the new problems, um, which is going to send me right back to the food. So, um, coming to, uh, so I made a decision. So, um, the big book says that making a decision to turn our will and our lives over, it's just a decision. Oh, and God as we understood him. It, it just, it, it's like God as you understand him. So I was always like, good orderly direction. Um, but the taking step three doesn't mean anything if you don't take step four. So step three is making the decision and, um, you know, it's an action program. So you can think that you're going to eat really well for today, but if you don't take the actions, it doesn't really mean anything. So making the decision to turn your will and your life over, it has to be followed by step four, according to the big book. Um, not making step four. Uh, he said that if you don't directly take step four, step three doesn't mean anything. So made a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. Uh, so, you know, I did that, and I read that to my sponsor, which is step five. And, uh, again, because I was in another program, I was like, ah, I'm totally fine with all the shit that I've done. <laughs> like, I'm fine admitting it to somebody else. I'm fine taking responsibility for it. I just want it to go away. Like, I have no problem with what I've done. I just don't want it to do it anymore. Um, but, you know, again, like, self-knowledge avails us nothing. So it's like, it doesn't matter how well I know myself. Um, and this is where it got really hard for me. <laughs> it's because, you know, as smart and as, like, sassy as I think that I am, like, it doesn't matter. Because it is up to a higher power to relieve me of my defects of character. And that, you know, my arrogance is like, okay, well, I know it's wrong for me, so I know I just got to fix that. Like, again, it's like my arrogance and my self-righteousness that I have that power. Um, 
And it's the same thing with the food. You know, I can do all the legwork, but it is by the grace of God that anybody gets abstinence, stays abstinence, stays here, works the program. I mean, it's not up to me. I can do the work, but it is by something. I mean, why is it that some of us stay, some of us don't, some of us make it, some of us don't? I mean, we all want it. Like, what's the difference? And six and seven, oh, I just, they're so hard for me. You know, entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Um, I remember having a conversation with somebody, and she said, um, if we're talking about the food this much, your food might not be as clean as you need it to be. I'm so annoyed. That would be actually. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll think about that. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm so bothered by that. Because that, mean, that meant that um, there was still something between me and God. And I didn't want there to be anything between me and God because someone said, don't leave before the miracle happens. And I was like, oh, I want that. The miracle sounds really good. Um, and last year sometime I was in a relationship and I just totally bottomed out. And um, and six and seven, you know, I, I, I just was like, I am so afraid of not getting what I want and so afraid of losing what I have. And I don't know which is up and which is down. Like, I just could not... I was just holding, I was just controlling everything so hard, and I think control is what the food, you know, I could control my food, I could control my body, it gave me something to do, and if I wasn't doing that, then what was I doing? Um, so yeah, so every morning, I, I, you know, when I really am struggling, it's because I'm not in acceptance of God's will, and I don't trust God's will, and, you know, I just... It's just very hard to let go. Um... So humbly asking to remove our shortcomings, again, I can take six and seven, but it is literally up to God whether or not he removes them and how he removes them and if he removes them. Um, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends them all. Um, that list, I always joke, my sponsor said, make a list of the people that you think owe you an amends. That's your list. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't think they want to be carried around all day in my head. I'm carrying them around all day in my head. Um, making direct amends to such people. The biggest amends that I had to make was to my family. Um, you know, I, I, um, I don't accept people for who they are, and I'm so disappointed they aren't who I want them to be that I don't actually see who they are. And um, so much of my eating was... Um, over my continues to be over my not wanting things to be the way that they are and you know I joke like I don't have a problem with food I have a problem with everything like I have a problem with every person place thing like I just want things to be the way that I want them to be and then they are and then I have a problem with that um, and really being an acceptance of God's will for the day and you know, I was thinking, my counselor said, you need to try to be as vulnerable as you can about your experience with food when you leave the meeting. And I thought, I really wish that I could be, like, a vegan. Like, I really do. Like, there's still this little part of me that's like, God, I really, I want that. And I'm like, and that's just not who you are today. <laughs> and I really, when I came in here, I was like, I just, this is so not sexy. Like, I don't want to be a compulsive overeater. Like, give me drugs, make it alcohol, like, something else. And the, the less I accepted that, the more it persisted. You know, it's like 
And it is that thing of like you go to the market and anything I have to debate over is like step away. Like when in doubt, don't. And I was so resentful. And the the more I resented it, the worse it was. Because the minute I got really clear, like this is what you do, this is what you abuse. Like now you have a new opinion. So now you can make choices based on that. Um, and. Uh, you know, 10, 11, and 12 are, I believe, are the maintenance steps. You know, 10, continue to take personal inventory, maintains my relationship um, with other people. 11, thought through prayer and meditation. You know, through meditating, I realize I'm just as uncomfortable whether I'm eating or not eating. I'm, like, just crawling out of my skin. And I somehow felt like meditation would be, like, I'd be so serene. And all I do is, like, sit with the crazy. But the, the thing is, is that, like, I'm sitting with the crazy. Like, I'm not eating over the crazy. I'm not trying to get rid of the crazy. I'm just, like, sitting with it. And, again, it goes back to 6 and 7. My be six steps. But, you know, God will look that when he looks it. And all I'm supposed to do is sit with it and be willing and accept that it's happening. Um, and 12 maintains my relationship, you know, like sharing the message. And that goes back to, again, um, you know, I, whenever I'm actually meeting, I do. Whenever I get a phone call, I try to call you right back. You know, um, I'm of service as much as I don't want to be. <laughs> um, you know, I believe, you know, you ask me to talk to you, I say yes. You know, and um, I, you know, I don't do it perfectly. You know, I've had many sponsors leave me, and I'm always like, hey, is something wrong? You know, I, I don't, you know, I'm human, I'm cranky, I'm moody, I don't do it like great. And, um, and yet I do believe that if I don't give back, I forget. And that it is in giving that we receive. And I hated that in the literature, in giving that we receive. And in my other program, I just went through the, the traditions. And when I got to the end of them, I was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't think I really get it. And every tradition is about giving back. And, you know, the steps are about me and giving me a relationship with myself and helping me have an understanding about a higher power. But the traditions are all about giving back. And it's like, if you just do the steps and you don't do the traditions, like, you're missing half of it. And I haven't done the concept yet, so I can't really say anything about that. But, um... But it's such a huge part of the program because, again, if I'm a narcissist, which I believe I am, um, it is all about me all the time. And so the, the remedy for that is to give back. And, you know, I heard this great speaker say, oh, and then there's Bob, and you know what he's going to say on step two. And then there's Courtney, and you know what she's going to say on step three. And then there's Diane, you know what she's going to say on step four. It's like... Well, like after a while, like you've heard certain people over and over again, and if you don't hear the newcomers, like there's no new life into the into the um, into your recovery. And I don't know what else to say other than, uh, um, you know, if you're new, welcome. I did not hear. I could not wait to get out of here. And um, and you know, I, again, I I do come from another program, but my life changed tremendously from this one. And um good, I'm done. <laughs> Questions? Yeah. Thank you so much, Courtney. Could you talk about your relationship with your family and making amends a little bit too much? Yeah. Um so my biggest amends is with my mom and um and I 
you know, I'm very much like my mom. You know, she would behave badly, and I wouldn't want to be around her. And then I would behave badly, and people wouldn't want to be around me. And I just had no compassion for her whatsoever. And and I constantly had her, like, walking on eggshells. You know, it was like I was just waiting for her to misbehave. And the minute, it was just like this weird series of circumstances. And, you know, I did a program a long time, and I just got it. Like, I just totally got it. I was like, who am I to judge her? And why am I giving her all this power? She doesn't want it. It's like I would give my power away to people and then be resentful of them. And, you know, I love people say, well, that's not a safe person, or that person makes me want to eat or act out or not be able to take care of myself. And I just kind of, like, laugh at that because if you're in connection and alignment with God, then you're safe and you're taken care of. So it goes back to what is my spiritual relationship with myself. And I don't have to make somebody else wrong. Um, I just need to be in alignment with God and, like, what is God's will for me? And when I don't do that, it's like chaos. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, thank you for it. Um, this is kind of a very specific question, actually. You brought up step six and seven. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you about a very specific character defect. You may or may not have it, but it's one of my approval seeking. Um, do you have any thoughts about this particular defect? And step seven, sometimes our songs have to talk a little bit about like a spiritual alternative to that defect. Mm-hmm. Can you think of something like a better alternative to that? Um, so I have this. Oh, so the question is six, in step six and seven about self-approval, right? Yeah, self-approval. self-approval. So I think um, I mean it's kind of another program, but like I um, when I came in, I belonged to the last person that I spoke to. You know, and when I had an issue, I would just, like, call all these people and be like, well, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? And, like, here I am just, like, getting more into the problem, (laughs) you know, like, asking all these people. And I remember I had to make a decision, and I was like, look, I may not be for everybody, but at least I'm for me. And, like, at the end of the day, like, I have to go to bed knowing that I did the right thing. And I just worked on this project for, like, a year. Over 200 people worked on this thing. And, of course, I want them all to like me. And, like, the insanity of that. And it was such an interesting challenge because I made a lot of people angry. I did a lot of things that people didn't want me to do. And these are people that I looked up to, that I sort of thought had something that I didn't have. And then when it came down to it, like, I had to choose. I had to disagree with them. And it, but ultimately, like, I had to do what I felt was right because if I didn't, then I would have two resentments. And it goes back to sort of like what I said before of like giving my power away. Like I give you my power and then it's like that's sort of like when I want approval from somebody, it's like I give them everything. And then when they don't give it to me, it's like because they're never going to be able to give it to me. So, but as far as like a spiritual solution, it like goes back to like God again. And like when I don't know what to do, it's like sometimes that's the answer. Like when in doubt, don't. You know, and it's like I'll know what I know, and it's never in my time. And like, there's something going on right now, and I don't like how it's going, and I don't like the time that it's going in. And I want someone to like me, and I just had to totally take myself out of the equation. I mean, social media. You know what I mean? Like, what are my motives for posting this? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, is my ex going to see this? And I was like, oh my god, you have to get off. Like, you have to like unfriend him or un. It's like I couldn't. My motives. Like, what are my motives for things? 
And that was actually something that you said to me. Like, what are my motives? Like, it doesn't matter what I do, it just matters why I'm doing it. So the question is, is the debate in my head about like over and under eating? So um, usually it starts with like body obsession or like I would work out like two hours a day and then I had to sort of monitor like how much, it's like I was a child, you know, and I would have to be like, okay, you can do this three times a week, you know, it's like three meals a day and a snack. I was just like, what? Like I didn't really do eating like every hour. And so it was like putting a structure into place and uh, and knowing, you know, it, it became like a math equation, like how much did I eat and am I hungry at lunchtime? You know, three to four hours later, am I hungry? And if the answer is no, then maybe I ate too much. And if the answer is yes, then maybe. You know, it's just like gauging if I'm hungry in an hour, then like I probably didn't eat enough. But I literally had to break it down and... Um, and see, like, am I ready for lunch? Do I want lunch? And not, like, I mean, I was so afraid of being hungry. Um, and then if I was hungry, I was so afraid of feeling full. So it was just, like, this weird balance of having to talk myself through each meal and was that enough and is that enough. And, again, just being, like, rigorously honest because nobody knows. You know, I can't tell you for you. So, yeah. Yeah. I have a question about uh, the, um, how do you deal with the awareness of the grace of God? The concept that you touched on very briefly is that all of us want to come over here and it's just kind of random that some of us get it, whether we work for them or not, sometimes we just don't get it. I'm being angry at God who speaks so Yeah. So the question is, is how do you deal with the randomness of God's grace? And I guess, you know, lately, just because I'm not getting my way, um, I keep saying, um, this is going to turn out better than I could ever imagine. And then I've been saying, um, God is preparing me for what I want. That everything that's happening is just preparation for what it is I want. And if what I wanted was freedom from food, every slip, every outreach call, every disappointment was just another step to get there. And, you know, I, I've had grief, like, I've had long lapses of, 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 of being free from food. Like, I've gone as long as a year without thinking about it, you know, and I just happen to be in one of those lapses, and I know the minute that I'm a little uncomfortable in the morning when I wake up, I know exactly what to do to fix that, and now I don't have to do it, but I know what to do, and like, it is, you know, there is God's part, which is relieving your obsession, but there's my part, like, if I'm not willing to do my part, God can't really do his, and, you know, when I get an obsession about something, it's like, I start the day on my knees, I have to do extra reading, I have to do extra meditating, I have to go to extra meetings, like, I have to work for it. And, again, it may not happen in my time, but at least I have the freedom to know that I've done everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I come from another program also, uh-huh. and uh, in this program, I'll there's a 
mentioned very, very, it's in my very part. So, um, with the under and over eating, you mentioned a lot of the good girls out there. So, I know with under eating, there's a lot of like, today is like day one, you know, and like, um, and, and keeping up in time and slips, um, that happens with sponsorship and when does like timekeeping become detrimental and where does it feed into the undereating? Well, I'm confused. So your question is, um, what is your question? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, when, so there's a lot of slipping that can happen in this program. Yeah. But, um, and I know there's a lot of my afternoons, but it's hard to not share. Um, okay, so if you, uh, where the sponsors are they meant to drop you? Um, oh, okay. I have a great answer for that. Okay. So, because I've been dropped so many times. And um, so the question is, is like, um, kind of like, what is the role of sponsor or sponsorship? Like, do you stick your absence? Do you not stick your absence? So, um, so I just had this happen. And, you know, uh, I had two of my sponsors say that I wasn't tough enough. And my response to that was, why would I give you more to do when you're not doing what I've asked you to do? And, um, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I told you what to do and you're not willing to do that. Like, why should I give you more? And then the flip side of that is that my friend said to me, why didn't you drop them? You know, why, if this is what you ask them to do and they're not willing to do it, why would you continue to sponsor them? And it's, you know, I don't know the answer to that because I was always fascinated by, like, how could you drop somebody? And then I was fascinated by, like, why don't you help the person who actually wants to be helped? You know, and that was, like, like so amazing to me because I thought, here I'm spending, like, energy on somebody who, who doesn't actually want it or who's not desperate enough or who hasn't reached their bottom line. And, listen, I don't want to do any of this shit. I still don't want to do it all the time. But I know that there's a price to pay if I don't do it. And and I guess what I, from, from a sponsor point of view is I was like, you're going to find out what that price is. Like, I've told you these are the things that keep me sane. If you don't do them, you're going to find out that it doesn't work. Um, and it may not work anyway, but, like, at least you know that you're – I rarely see, it's just literature, like rarely have we seen a person fail who's willing to take the step. And so it is, you know, I don't know, am I doing a disservice by not saying, listen, this is what I've asked you to do if you can't do it. And, but, it's, it's, but it's been very interesting to me because my last few months they left and I was like, okay, good luck. Like I didn't, I mean, my feelings were hurt, which then gets into my ego, but... It was very interesting because I, I do think, again, it goes back to, like, if you want someone to sponsor you, shut up and just do what they're telling you to do. Like, no one's really interested in your opinion. <laughs> like, and, and honestly, like, if you're new, you're probably out of your mind. You know what I mean? So, like, because I was probably out of my mind. I'm still a little out of my mind for still, like, a long time. So, I hope that answers your question. Okay. In the back. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, that's narcissism. You know what I mean? It's all about you all the time. God's out to get you. Yep, he's going to punish you. Um, you know, I mean, that there, I mean I, I'm still not quite one of those people who's like, I'm so glad I could post a lower eater, you know? Like, yay! Like, I have a deeper relationship with God, you know? But, um, you know, but, I don't know, talk to me tomorrow, maybe I'll feel that way. But I do, you know, again, it, it's, it, it's, it's life on life terms. Like, I didn't come in here to get my way. I came in here to have a, to, to be able to deal with life on life terms, and that's what I got. Yeah. And I was like, mm, you know, it's like that thing of like, I don't want to be, you know, that was too easy. 
And then I sort of would be like, okay, fine. And it would turn out to be like an amazing experience. And just this thing of fighting for what I want versus, you know, it's like the jobs that come to me versus the jobs that I, like, have to have. And, like, all the things, all the people that I fought for, all the relationships that I, that I wanted. And then I get them, and they're difficult. And then there's this thing that's, like, just so easy. It's like, okay, where do you want me to go? And, like, doing my part, like, sending the letters or calling people or doing whatever it needs to do. And then just letting the people come back that are come back. But, no, I call four or five, six times because I'm so great. I'm going to convince you to do it. And then I do. And then it's just, like, not the great So, um, two questions. One, uh, how long have you been in program? And then how long did it take you to be able to pick up the phone and continue to call your three people? Like, when you came, like, the outreach program? Oh! <laughs> well, I made the phone call from the day she told me to do it. I've never stopped doing it. Um, so, I don't know when I, like, started to enjoy it. I don't know if I would say that I do enjoy it. But I just know, like, okay, did you call your two people today? Like, it's almost like brushing my teeth. I don't really think about it. And um, and I don't know how long I've been in a program. Maybe seven years, six years? I don't know. Like, I don't count days. Um, that was the other thing that was, um, although I sort of changed my mind about that, because when I first came in, I was like, I can't count days again. It was like, I've been a good girl for, like, 31 days. Don't blow it. Um, to, to the new company, to know how long I've been here. You know, um, and now I, I sort of like, oh, so it's not about me. It's actually about trying to actually for the newcomer. <laughs> I was like, oh, then maybe I'm doing a disservice, you know. But when I first came in, and I just, I just couldn't, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't come there. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up When... You are noticing that you guys coming up and getting that place of like, this should be gone, and I'm just still here. Can you do that? Um, so it does that now. <laughs> and, um, and it, it does go back to that thing of like, okay, God, what do you want me to learn here? Like, it does have to come back to acceptance and. Uh, I was instructed to go back to the big book and read. And I, that's why I love sponsoring people, because I was sponsored where you go through the big book uh, first before you do the steps. And I just love doing that, because to hear what... And, and it's so funny, because I have them underline what they relate to, and nine times out of ten, I have underlined the same thing. You know, we think we're so special, and then you out of, like, ten pages, you underline the same three sentences that I've underlined. You know, it's just... Uh, and so I, I have been urged to go back to the literature and call people that have what I want and find out how they get, you know, got through it. And okay, that's it. Okay.